Thank you for tuning into this week's message from Freedom Church CO in Woodland Park, Colorado. If you want to know more about us, you can visit freedomchurchco.com or follow us on social media at Freedom Church CO. God is limitless. Now, you know, I got to preach what God tells me, right? So you guys just love me through this. God is limitless through our humility. You're agreeing with that one. But he's limited through us being in pride. Limited. Getting a little quiet all of a sudden. (laughs) Oh, sometimes that doesn't copy. So Exodus 34.10, this is from the New Living. This has been our key scripture. The Lord replied, listen, I'm making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people. I will perform miracles. Man, but we gotta, we gotta stay humble. We gotta stay out of our pride. I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. He wants to do this in your life today. Do you believe that? Do you wake up in the morning expecting God to do something or are you just like, ah, it's another day to hit the grind and you know, what will life bring me today? It's gonna bring you what you're believing for. And then, and then if it's opposite of that, God's not surprised even though we are, and you still don't let it mess up your day. Know that he's on the throne. He, he has not fallen off the throne because you had a flat, even though I don't like having a flat, right? And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power it will display for you. This is what he's wanting the, the unsaved to see in the church, the awesome power power. All right. (laughs) I've heard someone say that humility is the one character quality that will enable us to be all Christ wants us to be. Christ was the epitome of humility. When you say that, he didn't, he, you know, what we talked about this last week, he didn't deserve his death. The definite, one of the definitions that I saw here, free of humility, freedom from pride or arrogance, the quality or state of being humble. So in that, I wanna look at a couple stories about Paul, the apostle Paul, right? Let's turn with me to Acts chapter seven, verses 57 and 58. Then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. And this is Stephen here, right? And they lay the coat at, at, at Saul's feet. And Saul, you guys know this, before his name was changed to Paul, right? So this, man, he was... Saul was persecuting the church. And in his pride, he believed what he was doing was right. And these religious Pharisees, Sadducees, and these religious people were nuts back in the day. And they hated Jesus and his message with a passion. With a passion. While Jesus was on the earth, he lived in a way that was polar opposite to what the religious leaders had been teaching, a bunch of rules and regulations. 
And there are times when every single one of us can get hung up in trying to live by a bunch of rules and regulations without even realizing it. Should we do good things? Should we have good works? Yes. But I'm gonna tell you, if you are born again, man, this, this will set you free. If you are born again, there's nothing you can do or cannot do that's gonna cause you to go to hell. You are set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. And when you know this, when you believe this, when you know this is the truth, and man, I'll tell you what, religious people would love to stone me right now. They hate this. When you know this is the truth, it will set you free. You will live differently. And, and you'll, just, you'll just have good works. You'll just do good things without even thinking about it because it's who you are in the spirit. Man, don't get trapped in this. And, and it's, it is easy in the world we live in because when we do good things, we get promotions, right? We make more money. And, and that's good. That's a good thing. But our relationship with God, man, it's already been taken care of through what Christ did. But, but, and, so, and so it's not our works, he's done it. But just, man, just... Take a deep breath, relax. Know that you are a child of the most high God. He absolutely loves you. And I'm telling you, it will change the way you live your life. Hey, I hate, I hate religion. <laughs> Jesus came to have relationship and to teach God's grace. He came to teach a relationship with God. Let's look at Saul, who later became the Apostle Paul after God changed his name. Acts 9, I want to read verses 1 through 9. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats. Is the devil uttering threats to you? You know he's defeated. He's, he's under your feet. So when he's lying to you, because anything he's saying to you is a lie, he, he tries to mix a little, a little truth to it. But whatever he's saying to you is a lie. Don't believe it. Please don't believe it. So Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them both men and women back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I, I love this. Saul says, who are you, Lord? <laughs> Stupid question, because he knew. And he, he may not understand what is happening here, but I can tell you this, he knows I have messed up. This is God speaking to me. What am I going to do here? Saul asked, and the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one who you are persecuting. Man, you never want to hear this, right? Verse six, now get up and go into the city. This is a command. 
Jesus loves him, but he's not messing around. And when he's telling us to do something, he's not asking. If, if he asks, he asks. But when he doesn't ask, it's a command. And all we say, one answer, yes, sir. That's the only thing. If you say anything other than yes, sir, you are missing out on unbelievable things you don't even know of. Ephesians 3, 20, more than you can ask, think, or imagine. He is never commanding you to do something to harm you, to do something wrong, to be bad to you, to cause confusion or, or problems in your life. Ever, not one time ever. Please do not believe that. Because if you do, you're hearing another voice and it's a lie. And the devil is the father of lies and he's been around for a long time. He knows, he knows our weaknesses. He, 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 this all started in the Garden of Eden. He knew how to trip them up. He's really, really good at this, but we should never fear him in any way. He is defeated. He's under our feet. You gotta know this though. Where was I at? The voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you're persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless. I'm sure they did. For they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. <laughs> Saul picked himself. I love this. Saul picked himself up off the ground. Jesus loves him, but he ain't even helping him, man. He's, he's like, you've been so prideful. You get yourself up. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So now I have to get myself up and now I can no longer see, but he's commanding me to, to go somewhere. How, how's this gonna work? You know what? I have to have help, a tremendous amount of help to have this thing happen every Saturday night. And in my humility, and I'm, I'm not prideful in my humility. And, and like I always say, this message, man, when God downloaded this message to me a couple weeks ago, I'm like, this is for me first. <laughs> I got, I, I've got some things I've got to work on. I understand this, God. And so as I, as I went over this message and over it and, and reread the scriptures as, as I was typing and I'm, I'm okay, God, I'm going to stay humble here. I receive this because you know what? Humility is very hard on our pride and that's good. But you know what? When, when we're walking in humility, man, it just makes life better. But our flesh hates it sometimes. The man with Saul picked, picked, him up, picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. So now this, this guy with all this power and all this cloud and all this stuff is now having to be led by the hand. Man, this is, whether, whether, <laughs> whether, he's, whether he's figuring out humility at the moment, he's probably feeling humiliated. So that's good. So he remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. So let's look at one of Paul's statements after his conversion. Paul became very humble after his conversion. And although he wrote almost half of the New Testament, he didn't get prideful about his accomplishments. And I'm, I'm, I'm helping you here, I promise. And just... Don't raise your hand. Don't say anything out loud. But, but if I'm speaking to you, if you're getting prideful and you're, man, look what I did. Look how much I've done. Whatever it might be, whew, that's, a, that's a bad place to be. 
Because the truth is, we're not really doing anything of any value without God helping us. He's gifted us. You know, I've been listening to a teaching. I, I'm just gonna say this, even though I keep listening, I'm, I'm gonna get this figured out. But, but this, this guy that I've listened to, he said, he, God didn't choose us because of our strengths. He chose us because of our weaknesses. And, and when I hear him say, saying that, what I feel like in this is, is, I, you know, I, I am just not a very gifted person and I, I'm not putting myself down. I don't give a rip. I'm just doing what God wants me to do. And, and so it's good for me in this. I, it, again, it takes a lot of people to help me to do this. And why did God call me to do this? Because he knows I can't do it without him. He knows I'm going to be holding his hand while the whole time I'm doing this. And man, I was so scared in the beginning I've just gotten comfortable with knowing I can do no good thing without him. And it's a very good place to be. And it's, it, it is maybe, maybe more so sometimes for us men, especially depending on how we were raised. And, but it, it is not a bad thing to have to trust God. <laughs> and easy for me to say and easy for you to hear but if we look at your lifestyle, are you struggling with that? That can't be hidden. <laughs> I'm trying to help you, I promise. <laughs> you know, I'm not thinking of any one person in there while I'm saying these things, but, but, if, but if I'm speaking to you, just, just receive it. Just receive it. If anyone had the right to boast, you would think that it would be Paul. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 9 and 10. For I am the least. Now, now this is the same guy that was nuts, right? And, and all about himself. All of a sudden, a few verses later, for I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. But whatever I am now, He's like, I don't even know what I am, but whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me and he has poured it. If you're born again, you have this special favor and you need to know this and be expecting this. Man, it's one of the things I'll say every day. I thank you, Father. I have favor with you and man. I have favor. I have favor with people I don't know, people that I will never meet. And, and I didn't do anything to deserve it. But God said I got it and I need it. I need it for the things he's asking me to do. And so do you. But whatever I am now, it's all because God poured out his special favor on me and not without results. For I have worked harder than any of the other apostles, yet it was not I, but God, who was working through me by his grace. Don't take the credit. That's, that, that, is, that is humility. Don't take the credit but I guarantee you'll be blessed. So if you're blessed, do you really give a rip if you get the credit or not? Your, your flesh and your pride will hate this. But man, in your spirit, and you will love it, but, but you will absolutely love the results. I promise you. And in this society that we live in, where we are so blessed for how hard we work and work hard when you work, please, 
work hard. God, man. If your boss knows you're a Christian and, and uh, anyway, please work hard. Please work hard. But, but you are going to be so blessed in the process. And yes, things take time. Like the word I, I gave er, earlier, there's a, I got to reread this. I, man, I had no idea they were going to do that song. He looked down on the people of Israel and knew it was time to act. God knows when it's time to act. He knows when it's time to act. Don't give up in the process. Please do not give up. He hasn't forgotten you. He has not forgotten. I'll tell you what, you get prideful though. You try to make something happen yourself. And then you'd be cleaning up the mess. And, and you know how I can say this so confidently? Because I've done it many times. <laughs> really stinks too. <laughs> Paul is now giving glory to God for anything that he is doing of value. Again, great place to be. Proverbs 16.5. That's a tough scripture. The Lord detests the proud. They will surely be punished. We cannot have humility where pride exists. Pride is the opposite of humility. Again, easy to say, but, but, then, but we gotta live this out. One definition of pride is a feeling of pleasure from one's own achievements, just like Paul had. Another word, they, they, might've, they might've got this from Paul's lifestyle and said, this is really good for uh, definition for pride right here. Another word used for pride is conceit which is defined as favorable opinion, especially an excessive, <laughs> I love this, an excessive appreciation of one's own worth or value. In other words, I am just, uh, God, man, I, I, yeah, you are so blessed to have me as pastor of Freedom Church. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, Man, I'll tell you what, if I'm not teasing when I say it, I'm gonna be moving out of the way, there's the, you know. <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh. There are, I, I looked some of this stuff up, so I didn't come up with this, so I'm trusting, I'm, I'm trusting what I read here. There are six Hebrew words used for pride. They all suggest lifting up, highness, magnification, presumptuousness, or rebelliousness, of self. In the Greek, the words for pride occur in two different categories. One particular word, word group suggests the idea of straining or stretching one's neck as if to hold one's head up high because of what one thinks he has made of himself or accomplished. To magnify or to be haughty. And it is good to do good things, right? But don't forget who has gifted you. You know, even on saved people, any good thing that they can do, the gift came from God. They're just not glorified. They're not giving him the glory for it. They're taking the credit. And us in the church, because we know these things, we need to realize, okay, I'm gifted in these areas and I can do these things, but I'm, I do not get the glory. But you get blessed in the process. That's, that's what people don't realize so much of the time. Okay, I, I don't care if I take the... Uh, glory or not, I, I, I don't want it, but I, I, I will freely receive the blessings that come with that, right? How about you guys? 
The other category in the Greek suggests a blindness. And that's what happened to Paul, right? And even suggests the idea of being enveloped with smoke. In other words, I cannot see the truth. And this is all about me and no, it's not. In other words, we cannot clearly see when in pride. Pride is everywhere and shows itself in many ways. As much as we hate to admit it, we all battle with it. And, and you know, I'm not, th- I'm not saying that you battle with it on a, on a day, you know, 24-7 or something, but there are always gonna be opportunities and don't take them when you're gonna have a chance to be really prideful at the moment because you gotta, you gotta take up for yourself or you get, you've gotta do something because you're, you're getting embarrassed or, or you are being, um, you know, pulled aside by somebody and, and being corrected. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I made a mistake, but that doesn't make me a mistake. And it's not gonna keep me from going forward either when I do that. I'm not gonna get stuck in this mess right here, maybe even that I made. God doesn't want you stuck in it. You are not a mistake. We all have the tendency to think too much of ourselves at different times. We always have to be very aware of this. But I've noticed the longer you live this way in humility, it gets easier not to be so consumed with yourself and the more blessed we are for helping others. Man, you know, you've heard this story. I'm not going into all this, but you know how... You know, I, I, be, I became depressed and suicidal 26 years ago. And the only way that happens is when we're so focused on ourselves. And it was, man, I learned, hey, man, get out of the house, go to the church, go out on the street, go do something for somebody else. You know, you, do you, did I feel like it? I didn't feel like it. All I felt like was just uh, taking a gun to myself. But, I, but through that, through helping others. Man, I'll tell you what, we are created to be givers. We are created to help others. Tess and I are not doing this for ourselves. We want to be a blessing to you guys. And anybody watching live stream or anybody in the future on YouTube or our website that's gonna see this, we just wanna help people. We love people. We love all you guys. The world system promotes this. Look out for number one. If I don't take care of myself, who will? I don't have time to be concerned about anybody else. I'm too busy. I got too much going on. Man, I I got so much going on. I I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. I got so much going on. I don't want to hear it. I still still got to get my focus off of myself and and meet with people and, and talk to people and encourage people and put messages together to hopefully to bless you guys on a Saturday night. If you want a promotion, you might have to lie, cheat, and maybe steal. The, 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 the world's ways are so messed up. And it's like, you know, an unsaved person or, or a carnal Christian, somebody that's not trusting God, man, you're just gonna do whatever you think you can do. But you're gonna have to keep it. You're gonna have to clean up the mess. And, and when everything falls apart, you're gonna, at some point, Throw your, wave the red flag. I surrender. And God's like, I can help you out. 
He's not going to be up there going, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get back with you in a few days. Maybe we, can, maybe we can figure this out. Nope. Nope. Absolutely not. That is not God. That's never God's way. So I want to read Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7 from the Passion. This I know, the favor that brings promotion and power doesn't come from anywhere on earth, nowhere on earth. For no one exalts a person but God, the true judge of all. He alone determines where favor rests. He anoints one for greatness and brings another down to his knees. Ouch. This I know, the favor that brings promotion and power doesn't come from anywhere on the earth for no one exalts a person but God, the true judge of all. He alone determines where favor rests. He anoints one for greatness and brings another down to his knees and he has given you favor. He's actually giving all of us, he has given us everything needed. We're not, it's, it's all there. Everything that is needed. And so when we are, when we are humble, when we're spending time with God, we, when we are walking on his path and not our own, he is responsible for providing whatever is needed. And I knew four years ago when we started this church, I was scared to death, but whatever. But I knew, okay, God, I know this is you, so I'm gonna do this. But I'm going to continually remind you, whatever it is we need, people, finances, buildings, equipment, computers, and they're expensive. Whatever it is that we need, you have to provide it because I'm doing what you're asking me to do. If you're doing your own thing and asking God to provide for in his love and grace for you, he's not going to do it. Because he doesn't want you walking in your own plan, your own plan is not even in any comparison to his, none. But so many, so many of us are like me so much of the time when God's saying something to me that makes no sense and I can't figure it out, well, I'm a math head. If I can't, if, if, if it doesn't make sense to me, if I can't add, subtract, multiply or divide it, I don't, I just don't like it. But I've just learned Man, it always, okay, I don't understand this, but I'm gonna do this. And it comes out really, really good when it's God, always. I've heard someone say the world's smallest package is a person wrapped up in themselves. <laughs> and, and this is, man, this is huge in this day and age right now. And it creeps into the church. And we gotta say, no, go away. Leave, leave me alone. I'm, gonna, I, I'm not going to be about myself. I'll tell you what, at some point, it was 28 years of age for me when I realized being about myself is not working. And if you're whatever age you are and you realize being about yourself is not working, it's never too late to say, okay, God, please forgive me. I'm gonna live the life you want me to live. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do what you want me to do. I'm gonna get my focus off of myself. He's, got his, he's, he's watching over you. You don't have to watch over yourself. 
And again, when we're, when, we're, when we're doing what he's asking, he is responsible and he is faithful. He's a good father. He will provide whatever it is needed. He wants to see you blessed. He wants you to walk in health. He wants you to have good relationships, a good job, whatever it is that you're desiring. Now, if it's not of God, it'll, it'll go away. It'll go away. Proverbs 26, 12, there's more hope for fools than for people who think they are wise. Oh, <laughs> ouch. And I pray for wisdom. I, I want wisdom, but, I, but I'm, I'm getting it from God. I, not, not because of something I've so magically come up with. It's really quiet in here. I got a lot of eyes looking at me and just like, <laughs> pride is the beginning of sin, including the first sin committed. The devil tempted Eve by making her think that God was withholding something from her. I, it's so easy to look back on this now and think, man, what, what in the world were you thinking? You got the whole earth. He told you to stay out of this one place. Don't eat from one tree of millions. But our flesh always wants what we're being told we can't have or that we can't do. Then she became so self-focused, she started believing she needed the only thing that God said she couldn't have. It's kind of like telling your child not to play in the busy street because you don't want them to get hurt. They may feel as if you're withholding something from them, so they do it anyway and do get hurt. And, you know, there, there are times when my parents just said, I was a wild child. So I just, at some point, you just have to turn me loose because I'm not going to listen to what you're saying. And then you go, it's like, oh, okay, they were trying to keep whatever happened from happening. That's all God's trying to do. And in humility, we will, we will stop what we want to do if it's not what God is asking us to do, kind of like Paul, and do what he's asking us to do. And knowing and believing that he has given us the power, the strength, the gifts to do what that, whatever that might be. I mean, you guys see me up here. Again, it's not, this is only because I say yes and then I keep trusting God. You're no different than I am. Keep saying yes and keep trusting God and whatever it is that he's asking you to do, man, you're, you're gonna do it and it's, it's gonna be well and it takes some time. Like uh, I think it was Eddie was saying that we're fixing to celebrate four years and it's like, uh, first off, I'm like, how's that happen? It does not seem possible. And, and to see the things that God has done and, and it's not because I've done it all perfect, I promise. But just keep saying yes, stay humble. Keep your, it's, it's not all about you again, but man, I'm telling you, Tess and I have been very blessed in, in this. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna stop. You gonna stop? Are you guys gonna stop? If you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing, please stop and get on, get on the right path. And then, man, take off running, doing whatever it is that you need to do with everything you've got on the inside of you. God is empowering you. He has gifted you. He's given you the grace to do what it is that he's asking you to do. He is a good father. If God wasn't good, 
You would have never met me. Man, I, I would have taken my life 26 years ago. I was, I was at that place. But once I, be, Romans 2, 4, just jumped off the pages to me once I learned the Bible was applicable to my life. It's the goodness of God that leads man to repentance. I didn't know God was good. I didn't know God wanted anything to do with my daily life. I thought as an 11 or 12 year old kid, when I got born again, I just thought, okay, we just do the best we can do, but this gets me to heaven. It, got, it is so much more than that. This is included in our everyday lives, our everyday decisions. And we gotta remember, okay, keep letting Jesus, keep listening, keep hearing, keep obeying. This is the big one. Stop trying to figure it out. Just keep saying yes. Trying to figure it out, man, it's, it is, it's, you're not gonna figure it out. Just stop trying to figure it out. Just say yes. Am I, am I helping somebody here? So I just, I don't know. I got this example here. I didn't know if this was gonna fit in and I don't care if it fits or not. It's somebody's gonna get blessed. But I, I've, I've had two different times where um, I quit very good paying jobs and jobs that I enjoyed. And, and I had never realized this till this afternoon when I was reviewing my notes. The first job, Tess and I were uh, in Ohio and we were working at Faith Family Church, a very big church, a very nice church, amazing pastors. But God was calling us here. And so it, it made no sense in September of 2009, we came and visited because I'm a visionary. I said, well, I need to go there. So we came for a week. We knew that it was God. Went back to Ohio, whatever the timing was, we put in our resignations. And man, as it's nearing the time to leave to come here, I got so afraid. I mean, I was dealing with this overwhelming fear, praying, doing everything that I knew how to do. And man, I was just shaking in my shoes, I guarantee it, thinking, what have I done? I got so scared that I, I went in and spoke with my boss and I said, could I have my job back? <laughs> I'm not kidding. And this person looked right at me, sweet as can be. This guy loved me. And he said, we've already filled the position. I was like, whew. But you know what? So in, I felt like in my humility, because I was just getting so afraid that I'd made a mistake, I just started thinking, man, is this God? Do I need to, uh, so I just, I just did what I could do. Went in, but I'll tell you what, when he said, we've already filled this position, it's like I got energized on the inside and said, okay, it doesn't matter if I'm making a mistake or not, man, I gotta go. This is, this is it's too late now. And, we, and this, is, this is when we, we moved here to Monument in 2010 so that Tessa could go to the Bible college. And then I didn't even know I was going to end up going. And I'll tell you what, it, in that, man, God was so good, even though I was so afraid, his, me getting in fear did not make him mad. You ever feel like you're making God mad? He just poured out more grace, more grace, more grace on me to where I was like, I, we can do this, pack it up and go.
go. And we did. And, and I guarantee you, I, I, I can look back now and say, man, if, if, if this person would have said yes and I stayed, I think God still would have been good. He still, obviously, he would have been good. He is good. He, and he would have taken care of us. But when I think about what we would have missed out on, whew, I am so thankful. And then I, another time, I quit a job. And this is the difference is a few days later, I sent an email asking for it back because when I, I, I quit, because I, I got wound up and really upset and I got mad. And uh, I was told no. That's the difference, you know, when God's not telling you to do something <laughs> or he is telling you to do something. And, and that, took, that, took, that took a few years to, to work through that and to walk through that and get out of that mess, right? That I made... But, but you know what? It, it took some time, but I didn't have to get myself out of that mess. I had to do whatever God was telling me to do. And I tell you, I'm just going to say this. Sometimes we go through some hard things, some difficult things where we've made some really bad decisions. And six months later, a year later, a couple years later, we're thinking, oh, maybe this time it'll work. And we're trying it again. I have not tried that again. It was painful enough. <laughs> I, had to, I had to get myself up, be held by the hand by Tessa and, and be like, we're, we're going to live through this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, anyway, God, you know, God is so good, but we, we got, man, we've, we've got to stay humble. We've got to walk in humility. We, 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 we got to make sure that we're doing what God wants us to do. And, and, and then, and not forgetting as we begin to prosper, why we're prospering, where the prosperity came from, where the gifts have come from. Keep giving God all the glory. And, and I guarantee you, man, he can, he can make life really, really good for you. We are absolutely blessed. Were you guys blessed? Thank you so much for not throwing any stones at me. I, I was I was a little concerned after this was all done, thinking I, I'm gonna I have to talk real soft and say things real sweet, and maybe they'll del- maybe they'll receive it. But I'm telling you, it was it's it's for I believe it's for everybody in here. But but maybe if you're at that place where you're just struggling, especially it, it's not just us men, but I'm just saying talking to the men here for a second. If you are feeling weak in any way for serving Jesus. Maybe maybe somebody talked down to you and you wanted to punch them. I deal with it. I don't like being talked down to. But I guarantee you, no matter what, I, I've made up my mind, no matter what somebody says to me, how they say it, what they do to me, I'm not gonna let it mess up my day or my life. I, okay, God, I didn't like what they just did, but I'm gonna keep my focus on you. That is humility. That's not being weak. That is being strong. That is being strong, strong. Thank you for listening. If this message blessed you, please subscribe and share this with a friend. You can tune back in next week for another great message from Freedom Church.